1: podcast you're listening to the joe rogan experience review what a
0: bizarre thing we've created now with your host adam Thorne. Oh, This might either be the worst podcast sorry. or the best Two, one of all time. one go one. enjoy the show
1: this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and the joe rogan experience review listeners get 10 off their first month at betterhelp.com review in 2021 mental health is finally a thing So many people are struggling right now and aren't feeling like their normal selves. Therapy helps. And it doesn't have to be sitting around just talking about your feelings. So what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. You can privately talk to someone if you feel like you're not dealing well with your stress or you're having relationship issues. Whatever you need, don't be ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better. Because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. You can keep it private that way. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is all about. See if it's for you, because you are your greatest asset. Again, that's com slash review. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the JRE Review. Joined as always, my co-host Garrett. How you doing, bud? What,
0: what is up, family? How we doing? alright.
1: Alright. Interesting week of pods. Michael Pollan, like that guy a lot. Adam Curry, the pod father, legend, and Jacob Dillon of the Wallflowers, The right. son of Bob Dylan. Which again, just like the Eastwood guy, I just didn't put that together right away. I not know. It's ridiculous. That. Right. It took a Once while. Once you me. see it though, you can't unsee it.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, I was thinking it? of that, that Pollen guy, I was I listened to the, the beginning of that just listened to it i didn't watch any of it and i then i saw a picture of him as i watched the interview or the podcast and i was like that is not at all what i thought the guy would look like really (laughs) i don't know what i thought but he was like i did not picture an old guy like that i don't know what it was but uh-huh yeah i mean
1: i remember him from you know being and looking young like back in the 90s so you know time gets us all i'm afraid apparently huh it's coming after us bro right coming afterwards all right michael Pollan. michael pollen an interesting guy he's been on before smart guy definitely a smart guy and uh you know this book about plants and like how they you know the. i didn't know i guess i would never really thought about how it's only plants that make psychoactive chemicals yeah like, right
0: i'm i mean i was thinking about that day and ha- the only other thing is what that frog the frog back of that one frog i think has some kind of acid trippiness.
1: oh that's right the dmt from the toad right right the 5 meo yeah so that that's secret- it. secretes it i guess there there must be some others and yeah. i and mushrooms aren't technically a plant right that's a fungus yeah but i guess pr- primarily it's from it's from uh
0: plants is that true whenever you're taking mushrooms that you're giving yourself food poisoning is that basically what's happening um
1: what i don't I know talking. i mean your your body kind of does feel a bit weird about it
0: right. <laughs> you think
1: yeah i mean something's going on right that's that's what? definitely like a malfunction
0: in your right. system <laughs> I, well that's the thing is that like, whenever you said fungus it doesn't sound as bad but same time i think that the the, uh what's going on is you're giving yourself you're inflicting food poisoning in your body i believe that's true
1: yeah it's a type of poisoning that gets into your brain really
0: right
1: and and that's really what's happening with a lot of these like the blood brain barrier is very effective for most things like you can get really sick and even a bit poisoned but it doesn't really affect your brain most of the time whereas with with um you know alcohol gets in there that affects your brain marijuana yeah. like that's that's what the drugs are.
0: get in there that's a good point mm. um he was talking well, about second, second, a lot of psychedelics and whatnot too yeah
1: yeah yeah he's a big he's a big one on that i mean what was he saying about the even the guy that came out with the pcr test which is like the baseline technique for covid vaccines he did it while on an lsd trip oh how trippy is that yeah that's wild it's like came wait up. what how many amazing
0: discoveries are coming out of lsd trips it seems like probably not need... many i was gonna say i don't know that I can go either way because it allows you to think outside the box that's for damn sure
1: mm, yeah I would imagine that people think that they're having really profound thoughts, and then after yeah. they check their their audio recording, it's just
0: nonsense for they're, two hours. What they wrote down for two hours, I've done that, gone back and been like, man, that was poetic, and it says like peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> it's like the most basic rap of all time.
1: <laughs> that sounds a little more accurate. It's like a really stoned um, yeah. version of Dr. Seuss just trying to get it down on paper Mm. yeah well you know that shit definitely happens
0: it is interesting though like what psychedelics do do is provide you like i i don't know if that is that crazy to think of that because the guy probably was thinking well outside of the proverbial box to come up with that theory you know what i mean yeah
1: they they were saying that he could like visualize himself sat on the molecule I was right. like able to come up with the idea. Who knows yes. how true that is though? It's like a- <laughs> people love to inflate stories like that. Well, You're like, all right, bro, chill out.
0: I had three giraffes and two <laughs> hippopotamuses in the room when I came up with a vaccine. Yeah.
1: You're like, okay.
0: Right. Okay. Like, look,
1: isn't it good enough that you came up with this? Apparently. I think the I think the PCR thing is not the vaccine, but it's like a way of testing for the antibodies. I don't really know. Google it. Right i'm not sure the addiction thing about the vietnam uh
0: the heroin thing
1: yeah that that really kind of stood out to me like that almost 20 percent, so like one fifth one out of five of all the soldiers over there was addicted to heroin right because imagine what they were going through and like how fucked up all that was like you need to you need to escape right so i get it and then when they get home 95% 95% of them just kind of stopped using without which treatment. Makes, right. Which is a huge amount. And that really does like derail the theory that, like, oh, you try heroin, you hook hooked for life, and that's it, and your life that's, is over.
0: That definitely completely goes against the narrative that I've ever heard. You
1: know, right. And I wonder if it. the incidence of, let's say you're one of those guys, gets back, gets off it. Is your PTSD likely to be higher than many of the other soldiers that came back that never did any heroin, but then are suffering from PTSD. That, it would be interesting to know like what would be. You would assume the heroin people, everything with their lives would be worse. But uh, imagine that. if they found out the PTSD was lower with the people that were on it there and came back and got off it than just regular non heroin users.
0: What if it was like a good coping mechanism at the time? you
1: know well they definitely wouldn't have given that any support they would have crushed that narrative if it was because it plays against everything it plays against like the you know the drug war
0: yeah but yeah i mean i guess from that angle who who would want to actually figure something out and see if it actually worked mm. we, have, we have a drug war to uphold
1: that's a good point <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, it just it is it's interesting like again, like just to hear that alcohol is like just far more addictive
0: I mean think about how many detrimental things that have happened from people on alcohol as opposed to i mean I'm sure heroin's not good for you, but I think there's like assault with whenever people are on heroin. He's gone back to that Carl Hart interview so many times in the recent past too talking about how he kind of outlined like, a completely different narrative for what drugs are now. And that's starting to be, like, more adopted by a lot more intelligent people. As opposed, I mean, to nobody like
1: bats a- an eyelid, right? If you say, oh, I'm going to have a drink today. Or right. I'm drinking right now. No. Or I'm just going to go to the beach and have some beers. But if you were like, yeah, I've just done some heroin and I'm going to the park. People are like, excuse me? Right. And you're like, no, statistically, it's way less addictive. <laughs> so... no one no even i would be like garrett no don't
0: do that and you're like
1: dude it's not a big deal
0: it's a little h but i'm gonna go pop a little h down by the the boardwalk
1: yeah it makes me more lovable like people don't say that about alcohol (laughs) like if you if you've drank like a six of truly's you know though to be honest you do probably hug (laughs) more people when that happens so it's hard to say about the lovability factor
0: I was going to say for alcohol and me, I kind of go against the grain. Yeah,
1: yeah, you're friendly. As long as you can stay awake, we're not yeah. shoveling you in the back of a car.
0: Yeah, I'm usually just trying to eat everything inside as well at the same time.
1: Mm. Yeah, it has a hell of an effect on you. We're talking about those, some other drugs, the San Pedro and then the peyote plant. Oh, isn't I think I've heard of San Pedro, but I did I. I didn't really know a lot about it, but I guess they both have masculine in there.
0: Yeah, masculine. It's crazy how one's legal, one's not.
1: Mm. So. Well, I I think a part of the peyote thing too, it's probably good that it's not legal because it it is, like he said, a slow-growing plant. Ideally, it really should just be left for native people, which I think is just a respect thing that would make sense. I mean, they use it for you know like they're rituals so right. just having a bunch of idiots coming in just stealing it is not good and if you can get it much faster like from a growing plant that well grows quicker like the san pedro let's do it that way right. but yeah to think that you can have a bunch of san pedro in your house but the moment <laughs> you uh, try and take some masculine out of it you you go going to jail it's so like wait a minute right? i own the plant so
0: yeah, i'll choose what i do plant all right pal. yeah
1: if i want to stick this carrot on my butt that's my <laughs> choice Isn't what that i much? do with my plants
0: no 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 you cannot snort the bleach underneath the sink mm. I don't know.
1: Yeah. fascinating about the caffeine thing i really did not know that like caffeine it wasn't really around to like the 16th century right. and it's and it's almost been connected in some ways with like an enlightenment period like everyone is just caffeined up, inventing shit, doing art, you know. Well,
0: he was saying that coffee break was invented like whatever, but that like turned out to be one of the smartest things corporations did for their employees cuz it gave them a chance to like go recharge for whatever 15 20 minutes and then come back and do do a lot better work after the fact, yeah. right?
1: oh uh, I I'm a big fan of caffeine, man. Caffeine yeah. is is a is a good positive drug i think it's hard to argue against that one yeah. it's like let's get moving
0: yeah i uh it's part of my daily ritual is starting the, that brewer up every morning and popping down a quick cup of hot liquid motor oil down the back of the throat to get you fired up
1: have you ever tried to quit caffeine like that guy did
0: no to be honest i i mean i always look at it as beans and water i don't put sugar in anything so it's like i don't i don't necessarily feel like i'm kind of falling into that trap of can I get the soy venti latte and spending $6 and waiting in line for a coffee Like, I think I told you that experience that'll happen once and never happen again I sat in line with my girlfriend I marked the time from when we got into the Starbucks line to when we got it to when we pulled out it was like 12 and a half minutes and I was just like I will never waste another 12 and a half minutes on my life for a cup of coffee ever again
1: you do not have the time for that,
0: <laughs> do, do you? Don't, 12, Twelve and a half minutes. Too long. half. 12 I mean, minutes. two two and a half was too long. I feel like one minute for a cup of coffee, especially when I can make it at my house. It doesn't taste that much different to me. Maybe. Well, know. it's
1: a lot cheaper at your house.
0: I don't have that refined of a palate, apparently, but I don't need anything special. Just need something to get me fired up.
1: Well, quitting caffeine, um, if you, especially if you're like avid, like you know, you're having multiple cups a day. um... It's it's brutal. Like, you'll get headaches. It's, it, it really kind of messes with you.
0: Because sometimes if I don't have it, I just don't have it, to be honest with you.
1: I guess it depends on how long you yeah. break for and also how much you drank in the first place.
0: Right. I had to say I have a pretty big two, three, four cups in the morning. But I don't I don't really have any other kind of caffeine intake, to be honest with you. That's about, about yeah. it.
1: You You'd probably still feel it, though, I would imagine. Right. Right. I think it would be... It would probably hit you.
0: Yeah. I don't know. What are your thoughts on like energy drinks and whatnot?
1: Oh, those are probably bad for you. <laughs> Just bad too much, stuff. and it's and it, well, but it's like a synthetic caffeine that they're putting in there too. Like at least coffee, it all came from the bean. You know, there's yeah. like other oils and and um, things in there they, they, it kind of all works together for. Like if you got a good bean. Right. it's it like the high is more of a bell curve rather than like a spike and then a crash and gotcha. those energy drinks are just like mainlining that energy right. in and you know I it's can, a little rough i mean people I can, have had like heart problems from like red I'll bulls also,
0: i can physically feel my heart beating faster after i have like a fifth of a red bull i'll take like mm. a little i'll pour like a little shot of red bull and take like maybe an ounce or two and i can feel my fucking heart like physically like yeah,
1: pink pink yeah, that that drug will wake you up for sure. Right. For sure. What about that mad honey? Dude, yeah, I want to try some mad honey.
0: I'd be down with that for sure. Um,
1: I can't believe that neither of those guys have tried it. Where did it come from? Uh, I wrote it down, I think. It, was uh, oh, rhododendrons. A rhododendron.
0: Si- similar to a psychedelic, is that correct?
1: Supposedly, it's a straight up psychedelic, man. Oh, that's you true. get like, you like eat honey and trip out.
0: I'm okay with that. That'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be wild. To put that in your coffee in the morning. See how that goes. <laughs> yeah, I think it's funny that Joe always comes back to people took mushrooms then, like dot, dot, dot. It's, it's interesting to see, to think if you did dose like a big group of people and like videotaped how they reacted, there probably wouldn't be a whole lot of negativity in their room. You know what I mean? They might. Yeah, no
1: doubt. It's just got a bad rap. I mean, you know, people that, don't know a lot about it don't have anything good to say about it and you'd it's have like well like, oh, hold on you
0: would have to like genuinely fight against like the process for it to not work and even then it wouldn't you just wouldn't be able to battle it no matter how well hard you hard. could probably
1: film some people having bad trips and panicking <laughs> and that that could put some people off right that could put some people off but this is why what did he say the greeks called drugs pharmacom? Yeah, and it basically translates to it's a blessing and a curse, which I think is very accurate. Yeah, it's like they can all be horrifically abused, and they can be used well. I mean, there's just like a a level of responsibility with all, even down to tobacco. Like he was talking about the tobacco uh, rituals, and like how it had a really like productive, positive element to it, and you know we got a hold of it commercialized it and completely fucked it
0: I mean even on a broader scale it's like that just seems like life in general like
1: (laughs) yeah if we can make money out of it we're gonna we're gonna make it our bitch
0: you know what I mean what are you gonna do Yeah,
1: let's jump over to Adam Curry and what did you
0: think of this guy the podfather he definitely knows everything about everything he likes to think so he likes the what
1: he likes to think so
0: yeah right <laughs>
1: yeah he's got opinions but hey you don't invent podcasting if you don't have opinions and you yeah, don't like you gotta, to talk
0: yeah exactly he's got his i i can't remember what he said something about um conspiracy theorists i can't i can't remember the cliche term that he said but it made sense he like, can't be a cli- cliche he can't be a what was it? I can't remember the word. I don't want to chop it up, but it was so on point. He's like, you can't be a conspiracy theorist unless you're a future thinker or something to that extent. Mm. Anyway, so I know it's Yeah, penalized.
1: he he definitely was a conspiracy theorist, right? some of the nine eleven stuff was was getting tiring.
0: What are your thoughts on? I mean, not the way to dive into that, but where do you stand on that? I guess I've seen, oh, enough, of, yeah. seen enough of the zeitgeist to be kind of sold on the fact that there's some fishing that's going
1: on there yeah i don't i mean you know i just try and stay away from a lot of them to be honest right they're fun to think about but i mean until until more stuff that makes any sense come forward i mean there's a lot of other shit to think about you don't really need to consider it you know what i mean it's
0: true just just finite space in your head yeah and
1: and like ju- you can tell by the way he was talking it's like people just love to like roll and roll and roll around in this stuff like they create these strong opinions like they did this all this quote-unquote research themselves and it's like you ha- no, you, read- you haven't looked into anything like you're not a, a specialist in any of these areas like you can't possibly know any of this shit
0: right you just got you got sold somebody sold you pretty well I mean, yeah. there's there's some merit to that. Like, I, yeah, I guess you can find anything. If if we've learned anything from the internet, you can find anything to support your narrative, no matter what it is. A hundred
1: percent. I thought the credit stuff that he was talking about was interesting. Like how each credit company, like Credit Karma, all the rest of it, mm. like they they're making up their own scores, well, you know, and we you, think well, that it's like helping us. We'll but give it's you like 40,
0: what? We'll give you forty points if you. Yeah, show us
1: your bank accounts so we know everything (laughs) that you're spending money on. Yeah, show us everything you spend money on and we'll give you 40 arbitrary points that probably (laughs) won't get you another credit card anyway.
0: Because now we know how to market to you and you've already sold your soul to the devil.
1: Uh Uh-huh, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's
0: it's a lot of fuckery, if you ask me. And I think those
1: scores do really mess with people as well. Like, they hold you, like, kind of ransom-
0: you've stuff. been you've been up and down i've been at the bottom of the barrel i remember when i went to buy a house one time and i they ran my credit and i had been like completely negligent on my student loans but i was like i didn't realize the impact that that could have and it was like i hadn't talked to them for like two years i was like oh, i just wanna ever talk to them. i don't have to answer the phone and then they were <laughs> and then they ran my account and they're like yeah your credit's this that and the other and i was like holy shit so I spent years like battling back and finally dug myself out. I've been like, my credit's well, well, at a very very good spot right now. But yeah, it's how much I attach to that score. It's like, I don't really know what, what that means. The student, loan yeah. situ- the student loan situation too, man, is the complete, we haven't discussed this very often. I know you're <laughs> going through some not necessarily a student loan situation but trying to get some scholarships and whatnot and in hindsight it's like that's so crazy that the one looming bill over my four, over my like head all the time is my student loan and there's no escaping it and it just seems to like barely go down every month meanwhile i'm paying 330 dollars a month and there's like yeah. no it's like just a black hole it feels like
1: well there's so many people are going through that and that's one of those things it's like you know when biden was getting into office he's like yeah student loan forgiveness and he's like forgiving loans for people that went to like itt tech which is a good thing because that school was just a joke and it went under and everyone lost out but i'm just like hey there's one and a half trillion dollars of student debt like crippling so many people
0: itt tech was not a real thing huh
1: no, it was real, but I guess the school went under. I don't know all the ins and outs of it, but a lot of people were fucked over by that. So they're like working on degrees. They paid into it. It's like a technical institution, so they okay. were very specific to to right. that those types of degrees, and they just weren't able to use it. It was all just a rip-off.
0: Interesting. I was going to say, I feel like I remember a few people that were successful from ITT Tech, but that's probably few and far between. But, mm. Anyhow. I was thinking that it's probably, you think about how technology works, it's probably all the technology they were teaching kids about then is probably completely just, like, old news now. You know? Yeah. Is that probably accurate?
1: I would imagine. I mean, yeah. even Jamie says that about, like, going to the audio school that he went to. That's what I was kind of um, referring to. Yeah, he he's like, now it does, it's so, pointless. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all, like, all the technology's changed. Right. So it's doesn't like, what did apply. I even learn? Didn't apply anything. Mm-hmm. But if you think about it, many degrees would be like that. It doesn't really say bad of the school or the program. It's right. like if you're in a technical field where the technology is going to change quickly, very specifically, it's like right. if you're learning shit, man. Even when I started my degree in biology, they added a kingdom to like an entire kingdom like a definition of different species of life like that changed so but if you look at chemistry they barely will find a few elements here and there most of the chemistry will be the same you know mathematics is not changing super quickly like those types of principles of things but uh but yeah if it's like biology specific engineering it's going to change fast Biology, you know? just
0: new shit's always coming to light too though obviously i guess that's like you said it's past, very true but-
1: yeah they're finding new things in the cell that they didn't realize were there and but like you know it's just how how things change right when they were talking about podcasts what did you think about the fact that
0: there are over four million podcasts right now i love Four it a to, million to, to be to be honest i li- i don't know how many podcasts i listen to i literally listen to rogan and to ours from time to time I, I i need to be a little bit branch out but i find myself just wanting to spend my other free time listening to books and then i can just focus on our research but um i think it's a great forum for everything you know what i mean like even i think
1: few- it's fantastic it exists i listen to rogan obviously <laughs> Right. and i will listen to like often i'll listen to other comedians podcasts yeah. like uh, i like theo vaughn's ones right. i like um <clears throat> uh i should listen to tim dylan's ones but i i haven't been i, I Tom Segura's one i'll listen to and just little ones that kind of pop up just because i like to get an idea of like what other podcasters are up to right. but there's just they're so long that there's really not a lot of time
0: right i was gonna say i I catch clips of them on instagram and i try and watch all those guys theo brendan all those guys so
1: yeah but i mean with four million out there look i'd never want to discourage anyone starting a podcast i mean we started this with no idea what we were doing right but when you have four million it must be so difficult now to pick up speed you know pick up any momentum and you imagine just that competition I think they said it came down to like 500,000 active ones like that are posted in like the last 60 days. Right. So those are probably ones that that are still going. Um, but God, 500,000. Like imagine having cable with 500,000 channels. Like who the fuck is watching those shows?
0: Where's the time? It's basically it, right? Right. Or just, yeah, it's a lot. You gotta choose. It's a lot. Mm. Choose wisely. Have you listened to any good books lately?
1: Um, What did I read recently that was decent? Uh, I actually read a book about the Beatles for some reason. It was like the history of the Beatles. I found that quite interesting. It, probably the most useful one I read is that uh, Seven Habits of Highly Successful People. It's like oh, a yeah. book that's been around forever. I haven't and somebody that. just I've, mentioned it to me, and I found that fascinating. It's a really I listen, interesting book.
0: I've listened to that book probably like 10 times. I haven't written down on my whiteboard right here. Oh, yeah? yeah. Are
1: you applying any of your habits?
0: Try. Try every day.
1: All right. <laughs> try, try every day. I like it. I like it. Well, you know, Adam Curry is an interesting dude. He had. He had... A hell of an opinion. It sounded like his little <coughs> podcasting company he has is doing pretty well. It's right. like a subscription one. I like right, the right. fact that he's kind of like doing that, no advertising, staying away from advertising, so it creates this like total free speech setup. Right. I mean, he's definitely a purist, and you have to give him that whether you agree
0: with him or not, and I, right. I respect that a lot. That to me, you know, God bless him. Did, what was he, he saying? All this he was saying that the number one reason why people don't donate to certain causes is because people don't ask
1: it's probably true
0: i mean that makes as as simple as that sounds it's so true yeah you You gotta ask let's start asking you (laughs) you gotta just ask literally that seems to be i mean i think about that in life too in a lot of respects like you gotta clearly define what you want and then it makes it that much easier to go attack that one goal you know oh for sure
1: until let's you jump over to Jacob Dylan and let's get, let's get finished up with
0: this guy. Hey, Joe Rogan fans. If you love to dive deep on big topics, here's something else to blow your mind. Switching to vaping can help you control your nicotine intake or even stop altogether. It's way cheaper. It tastes better, smells better and doesn't fill your body with dozens of chemicals or tar. 8vape.com is the world's largest online vape shop with top brands and the latest new e-liquid flavors. Whether you're new to vaping or a seasoned expert, you'll find everything you need for a healthier nicotine experience. Shop the hottest new devices, disposable vapes, juices, and much more at prices you won't find at your local smoke shop. They also carry a huge assortment of CBD products. You know Joe likes his CBD. Switching to vaping doesn't have to be complicated. Right now, 8Vape is offering Joe Rogan Review listeners 20% off their first purchase with code J-R-E-R. Start your journey to a safer nicotine experience at ApeVape.com.
1: So, Wallflowers, were you a Wallflower fan back in the day?
0: I wasn't not not a fan, but I couldn't tell you like a whole bunch of their jams.
1: They they had a couple of good songs, man. I, I wonder remember. if we could sample one and, and. Nobody can ban us, right? Nobody's uh, banning us from anything. Un- no one cares. No un- one's un- listening.
0: Yeah, no one's listening anyway. <laughs>
1: It's just us. It's just us listening afterwards. <laughs> we're like, Yeah, we listen to it.
0: We got two downloads. Um yeah, I don't know that much about it. Like you said, I, I found it interesting that he was Dylan's son. like think about like I saw Bob Dylan, I think they were talking about being eighty or whatever, like he was super old when I saw him too. It was an interesting concert. Like he didn't even he's already got a weird vibe in, in general, like delivery wise, and then to be eighty on top of that. Was an interesting show to say the least. Everybody's like sitting down watching him play. Was it any good? Did you? Uh, I'm glad I got to say I saw Bob Dylan, but I, it's not like something I needed to see again. But I'm glad I saw uh, it. Yeah, I'm
1: with you. Well, I'm with you. The it, it that must be so bizarre, though. I mean, he Bob Dylan in so many ways is like not as big as the Beatles, but like as influential in in some yeah. ways. I mean, revolutionary for sure. Yeah, and, and Jacob didn't really talk about, like, his dad's influence on him or, or like, the, the effect of it. He kind of downplayed it. He was like, nah, "I wonder what, didn't do a lot. My friends went into him.
0: I wonder what Rogan's thought process is on having that guy on or if he just knows him, like, throughout the process, like, Hollywood. Or if he just really liked Bob Dylan and thought, I probably won't get that Bob Dylan on. I'll grab his son
1: yeah I don't know. I know Rogan knows a lot of different celebrities through the years and and I couldn't really tell if they like had a really good relationship or had known each other a while right yeah I c- cu- I couldn't really figure that out but um it it definitely seems like someone rogan could know or be friends with right i mean they they certainly kind of got on pretty good right yeah,
0: he, he seemed pretty smart as in, in, in his own right himself too. Yeah,
1: he definitely had a really good breakdown of like influences of music, like how things work. I mean, um, it, yeah, it was it was it was a cool kind of breakdown of music for sure. Did
0: you see Henry Rollins set up in his living room?
1: Oh, dude, <laughs> that guy has the dopest music setup of all time. What was it, quarter of a million dollar speakers he has?
0: Yeah, like what do you? You, you just can't talk to anybody. If you ever have a party, you just like accept the fact that we are just fucking rocking
1: out. And you're not, talking. yeah. You're not talking. Just, just go over there and be like, "Bro, can I just play this one song?" And you put like the Spice Girls on. Just watch his face. <laughs> he just, just kicks one of his speakers over. He's like, "You've killed them. You've killed my stereo."
0: He just breaks the windows.
1: Hmm. <coughs> yeah. yeah. I thought it was interesting when he was talking about like early rock and roll, like really early rock and roll and he's like they didn't have any bad influences.
0: Yeah, I heard like that. Like
1: Elvis, the Beatles, like they because there was nothing before them. So they got to make it all new. Right. And after reading like that's why I read that Beatles book actually after listening to this podcast and and because I remember being astounded that he said J- Jacob said that the Beatles did all their shit in like 8 years. I know. I didn't all know of it. Yeah. And reading the book, it was fascinating. It's like they were just turning out like just records and albums so fast. The Beatles had this their first number one album. Uh, It goes to number one. It stays there for like 30 weeks. That's a long time. It was there so long. They brought out another album, and it was that album that kicked them off the number one spot.
0: How amazing is that?
1: Yeah, it's like what? And the Wallflowers took how long to come out with the next album? <laughs> Thirteen. It's like years. no. Look, hey, no disrespect to the Wallflowers. Like albums take a while to to come out with, but it just does show that, like, you know, what whatever the Beatles were up to, man, they must have had a lot content. of caffeine or <clears throat> right something else.
0: They were talking about Mick Jagger still doing it at set, like I think he's in his late sixties or seventies now, and he's still running around like a stud.
1: Mm.
0: Not a whole yeah. lot of not a whole. It's funny that that's like, easy a complete epitome of if you take care of your body, it can last for a long time because there's pretty much. nobody.
1: Yeah, did he t- always take care? He must have done uh, every drug on the planet for no, a while. He's you think done- he was just doing yoga every day? Get he's out been, of here. He's
0: been doing yoga since he was 19. No, you don't know that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's probably partied harder than all of us. Maine, yeah, so. he probably
1: like partied so hard he almost died and then went, okay, I'm going to do some yoga and start working out. I will just sit in the sun and sweat it out. Mm. I like the saying that he said, there's no drug like nostalgia. I think he said it like that. That's, That's interesting. True. That's really cool. That's true. Like to, yeah. It's like we all have a, a bit of it. It's why that show... Um, uh what is it something things stranger things like right. was so popular because it just kind of brought back to all those old folks back to the 80s you know yeah. and we're just like ah okay this is dope right being kids like again this. yeah for sure it's it's yeah something and then talking about hairbands, right like how big they were right. you've got poison you've got um bon jovi were you um, ever
0: you were never into that were you
1: no i mean i liked i like guns and roses some yeah, of their they, songs were good They were right. for sure but then of course oh uh, nirvana came along kurt cobain just right. ended it it was like hey i've invented something better yeah we're not stop doing that, that yeah glam, we're not doing that stupid shit anymore
0: glam rock anymore enough's enough
1: and it just that was it i right. mean do you remember were you a nirvana fan or no I, I was more of a
0: little gangster kid at the time but i oh I, you were all about rap music i was a rap rapper rapper guy when i was growing up but uh that makes sense <laughs> <laughs> what what was it like growing up in the uk and having the beatles was they were they like gods more or less
1: yeah i mean my dad was not really into him he was a rolling stones guy and i think that that was there was like two arms to it it's like your rolling stones or your beatles but they talked mostly, about that yeah mostly everyone was beatles man really i mean rolling stones are very popular but beatles are just if you, ever you can't
0: ask, if, you, if you ask me that question i'm going stones all day to be honest
1: yeah well Personally. i think stone songs hold up better Though that's hard to say i mean it's just different music Sure. It just is different, but like, you know, if you listen to like, uh, the the Beatles just had so many hits, that's every, the thing, like like every, you know every, way more of their songs than you do Stone songs.
0: Every single song I think is a hit, but there's like more hits than there is of hits, you know what I mean?
1: Pretty much,
0: yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it, I, that's basically it. I couldn't tell you a Wallflower song, unfortunately, no disrespect to that guy, I just don't really remember there. I think, that, I think it was right i was i was still a little bit young whenever I, re- I was still in like seventh or eighth grade when they were big so i was more mc hammer at the time.
1: yeah one one headlight is big set uh sixth avenue heartache uh three marlinas you do remember that uh, one?
0: that, that song sounds familiar
1: yeah you, you know that one Gosh. i mean they have some good tracks for sure like they're really interesting i always liked them yeah the it, the nabs to download stuff was interesting oh. He, he didn't seem too, like, upset about that whole period of time. And I think,
0: uh, I think at some point, if you're an artist at that Are point, you
1: banging on something?
0: Yeah, my bad. I think at some point. Yeah, stop
1: banging on that, please. <laughs> Damn it, Garrett. We're recording.
0: <laughs> I think See, uh, at some point, uh, yeah, the Napster thing you just have to accept. Do you remember that time in your life? Oh,
1: dude, it was great. I remember my one buddy showing me that. It was like. I can't even remember when it was to be honest. Maybe like <laughs> I, I do 2000. I, I was maybe in, before yeah, that, 99.
0: No, it was in 2000. That's funny you say that cuz I remember going my freshman year of college and no one could get a hold of me in my dorm for like 3 or 4 like I, I don't know, I want to say like 3 weeks. It was always busy and I was like what in the fuck is going on with my phone? Couldn't talk to anybody. I came home one time and I finally figured out that if I pressed this computer I just saw songs queued up for like the next two months to download songs so we had no dial tone in our room because we had the oh
1: no shit that makes sense yeah i remember that it would
0: take it would take like an
1: hour right to like get a song downloaded
0: and then i had and then i had that was the first time i purchased a cell phone
1: yeah but (laughs) i I just remember my friends were just like burning cds and then everyone had like the greatest collection of music ever right they'd be Whatever. like yeah let me bring over my portable hard drive and just give you all songs ever made i'm like wait what is music pre-
0: just free forever now it was pretty much in- right pretty intense situation that was an interesting time for sure
1: it must it must have cost them a lot of money
0: i don't know how people make you got a tour i guess i don't know where you're making money as a musician now as far as like streams go to because whenever they're describing the streams like you'd i can't remember it was like something crazy like 50 i'm just making this up it'd be like 50 streams for like a fifth of a cent or something crazy like yeah that. they
1: get no money i think from from things like spotify probably rogan made the most money yeah. from you know what was funny about it is like jacob's actually bitching about spotify which a lot of musicians do and probably should and then rogan works for him and has this massive contract. and i was like oh this is gonna be interesting right rogan didn't seem to give a shit though he was like oh yeah it's kind of fucked up just carried on
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you did get fucked i didn't how's that going yeah
1: he's like yeah they were probably saving their money for my dope ass podcast
0: yeah. <laughs> why do they want to he spend always... money on the wallflowers and they got money for it on me
1: and definitely definitely <laughs> i like what he said about people with record players too like you know how many people do you know that love to get their vinyl out and they it just you're just watching him and you're like, I can't help but think, you pretentious asshole. Like, yeah, yeah it sounds a bit better. And it's going to take you 10 minutes to get the damn thing going <laughs> when you can just shout at Alexa and play the same song. Like, that sounds basically the same. Yeah, you know, like, like, I get it. You're cool. You're cool. You got a record player. I get it. You're cool. We get
0: it. We get it. Yeah. Never and then, either.
1: really, talking about bands. Like, we know some people in bands. And he was yeah. saying it's a young man's game. Like, yep. if you don't get into it and get famous, like, in your early 20s, it's a good point. How many people in their 30s that you didn't know before suddenly became, like, famous musicians? Still
0: playing at Starbucks. Doesn't really happen. Yeah, playing at
1: Finn <laughs> McCool's in Santa Monica.
0: It's <laughs> like, okay, Leave least you trying. Taking night school and doing jokes. Come yeah. on up, Lisa Lampanelli. <laughs> That's it.
1: That's it. It's like well, it's but that is true though. It's like being a stand-up too. It and that one's not so much an age thing. Like you could get you could finally get there older, but you still have to put that 10 years in probably. Okay. Yeah. So wherever you start, however old you are, you just got to know it's a 10-year grind and the older you are when you get into stand-up, you know, you're just less like the community at your level at any point so yeah. if you're super personable and and all the other comics just get on with you and invite you to the shows and you could still do it but it it does start to turn around i mean there's there's almost nothing more unattractive than all right, garrett i swear yeah. god i'm gonna edit that out but there there's nothing more attractive than like a a guy that looks like he's kind of worn out and a bit older well, trying to plug away as a musician you're like ooh, you're still treat- talking about trying to make it and you're like okay do you have a plan b for this i hope you do
0: yeah none of those guys don't have plan b's i think I, that's a that's a that's a sh- sh- tough pill to swallow because you want to keep following your dreams but it's like at some point you're like all right do i have to swallow this pill and just not do this anymore
1: Yeah, I I mean, what does that mean when we say to people, follow your dreams? It's like, we love passion and we love people being all in to do their thing. But but the idea is you did it so well. Okay, you didn't become maybe a rock star or you didn't become a stand-up at the level that you wanted, but you got really good writing gigs. You got amazing connections. You got other rock stars and or comedians that are really close to you that like put you on their shows or like they hook you up with something else it's like we still want people to be good at the thing that they're doing like it's not just about follow your passion and then end up with nothing it's like follow it and put so much in that you build it into something that's has value right you know yeah that's that's more important
0: that's the thing about i mean about stand-up too it's like I think you get good at martial arts no matter what. You're going to see some improvement, but you got to be funny in general. You can't just be like a stand up comedian because you want to be a stand up comedian. I think there's got to be. Well, you
1: definitely have to be funny, yeah. yeah. (laughs) You have to be getting better. You have to practice. You have to get better. Right. I mean, you have to get so good. I mean, being a rock star is probably different. You could probably be a really fucking talented musician, even with great songs, and, and so much of that is luck right like it's right place right time but i you know you got to know when to get out of it too it's like what are you gonna do you know you gotta you you don't want to get to 50 still plugging those gigs and just you know (laughs) handing out flyers it's just it's gonna be ugly that's a hell of a retirement anyway Um. (laughs) i don't know on that note thank you guys as always for listening and uh you know, I just want to give this little challenge if you've listened to the end of this bad boy. Is a lot of you, you guys listening and I'd like to know from you and the link to our email is in the is in the bio. Email us and 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 like honestly, if you've been listening and you are a fan, like tell us a little bit about yourself. We would love to hear from people. Like we get we get quite a lot of random emails that are less kind of structured, but if you could just be like just tell us one why you listen to Rogan. How long you've listened to him for, what you like about it, what you get out of it. What what is it just entertainment? Are you learning something? You know? And then and then do the same thing about our show. What is it? Yeah, is it we, Garrett's sultry voice? We wanna we
0: we wanna connect.
1: We we wanna know. We wanna know a little bit from you guys. That 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 would be interesting. But yeah. uh as always, thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening, thanks for downloading. Please give us a good review we love that shit and uh yeah thanks garrett
0: peace and love guys appreciate you
1: later fellas bye